You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Steven. And I'm Brett. And we are the, the Broadway, Broadway Husbands. Husbands. We're just your all-American married couple making a living in the arts and pursuing a growing family. On the Broadway Husbands podcast, we offer advice from our ordinary lives under extraordinary circumstances. We are living proof that you can love who you love and love what you do. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. And if you really love us, make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Broadway Husbands. And don't forget to follow the Broadway Podcast Network. You can see all the episodes of BPN by going to bpn.fm forward slash husbands. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this week, uh, this is Brett. I got to run a half marathon for the Woodlands Half Marathon. Actually, it was today, the day that we're recording it. So my legs are a little bit like spaghetti at the moment, but I hadn't run uh, a race in 10 years. Wow. So let's go back in time. Oh, okay. When was the first time you started running long distance? What, what was your idea? Like, what was your inspiration and how did that come about? Because I, I mean, I, I of course I know, but I would like to know what, clicked inside you where you were like you know what i'm gonna enter because the first race you entered i believe was a marathon so tell me about your decision making and what sparked that idea for you well i was doing the little mermaid on broadway and katie basile had run or was had been training for a half marathon um and she was in the ensemble and i was super impressed by her ambition and training. And she did it through an organization called Team and Training that raises money for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. So she was a charity thing and she, I can't remember where she went to run it, but then I found out that they actually have a Walt Disney World marathon. And I was like- And as soon as you heard that, you were like, whoa, that's for me. Well, at the time, Little Mermaid was slated to close. Okay. And with the show closing, I was like, I need to go to Disney World. I mean, that's always my impulse. When right? was that? Wait, when was when did Little Mermaid? I think close? it closed in September of 2009. That's right. Okay. And September the, of 2009. Yes. And the race for Walt Disney World is in January. Okay. So I signed on that summer to start training for the January Walt Disney World Marathon through team and training in New York City. And, and that was like the first one you were like, I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to run a marathon at Walt Disney World. And for those people who like really don't know what a marathon is, how long is a marathon? 26.2 miles. Wow. And like, had you run it all before this? No. <laughs> and you were like, yeah, that sounds like something I want to do. Yeah. Okay. So go, go ahead. I mean, ultimately, you know me, I'm an overachiever and I'm can be impulsive on decisions. And so I was like, I need a project. The show's closing. I don't know what my future's gonna be. I don't know what I'm gonna do for work. Okay. And if I don't have something to sort of goal, I'm very goal oriented. If I don't have something to sort of push myself towards, then I get a little bit antsy, right? Right. So I was like, this would be an interesting project. Maybe now is the time to run. I mean, talking to Katie backstage, you know, in the wings, she's like, I never run, you know, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And 
by raising the money for charity, the mm -hmm. whole thing was paid for. So I got to go to Disney World and, you know, it was paid for. So That's not right. having a job that made it super easy for me to get to like take a little vacation. And, you know, the other thing I learned is you get these really cute medals. And I was like, I love All right. things. So we'll get know. to that. We'll get to that. So <laughs> what? So that first time you trained, what was the first step that you took? You found a team in training? Yeah, or... so there's team in training has, you know, different running groups that meet, right? So uh -huh. on Wednesdays would be like cross training nights. And we were doing Wednesday matinees. So I would go from the matinee to do the running. Okay. And we would meet in Central Park and they had coaches and the coaches would they were kind of volunteer coaches, but all, almost all of the coaches that worked there had a business that was related to running, like a physical fitness business. Right. Like, so they were trying so to So there was them. like a great way to like, oh, you're having like oh, plantar fasciitis. Like, come to my clinic. Come to my PT clinic. Yeah, yeah. But they were great coaches. Right. And, um, excuse me, I'm drinking a LaCroix. This is not sponsored by LaCroix. But, but one day we hope LaCroix wants will to be. sponsor this podcast. We would be happy to have their sponsorship. But when you drink LaCroix, sometimes the it bubbles you... make you burp. Yes, it's very true. It's very true. <laughs> so anyway, I would, Wednesday nights, we would meet. And what I loved about that was, you know, they would be like, we would do hill training. Okay. Or we would do sprints. Right. To try to build up your speed and your mm -hmm. pace. Mm -hmm. And they would look at your stride and give you adjustments to help make sure your form was good. That's good. And there would be... Um, other people there from all over the city that I would never have met lawyers and doctors and, you know, advertising people and like people I would never have met. Right. So I loved that. It was but like, you also did training. I remember for, I, I, if I remember correctly in this time period, you would also train on like Saturday mornings. So Is yeah. That right? So Wednesday nights was the, was the like, training cross training and then saturday mornings would be like the long distance running got it okay and a lot of times in new york city has an organization called road runners oh, right and road runners hosts races almost every weekend on usually on saturday mornings, sometimes sunday mornings five milers five k's ten k's sometimes and then they're also the people who produce or sponsor or create um the new york city marathon weekend okay so road runners would host these races and so we would go as team and training people and we would run these races together and it was like a really cool community thing and what i loved about that was i saw new york city like i'd never seen it you know you would see the seasons change because you're out in the city right you're running through central park wow so going from fall into winter and then winter into spring and you would see the leaves change which i if i was just on the subway and never yeah, saw it. Yeah, you would never you know? see it, right? I know. And also, it, I remember you always telling me about how you're running around on the river, and so you're running across bridges. And... Yeah, we ran, like, to the Jersey, to the Palisades Park. We did, like, a 16-miler together. You know, it was cool. And then, and then it also felt like you were helping make a difference because leukemia and lymphoma was, like, is, is, a, is really a terrible, terrible illnesses. And to help, to know that we were raising money to help people who were suffering from that was like a really cool feeling as well. And so, yeah, that is, that's a great, great thing. What, before you run a marathon, 
do you ever actually run 26.2 miles mm-hmm. before? What is the most miles you run before you run the marathon? I feel like the most miles I did was like 22 miles. I may be wrong. For the full marathon, it was like, you know, like the last... Maybe I did 20 miles, and I think that the last six miles is like really your first time doing that is really on the race day. Wow. Okay, so you've trained, you, you've you run, but not 26.2 miles. Well, you remember when I was training 26.4. 26.2. 26. Sorry. Remember when we went to like Pittsburgh for Thanksgiving, and I did like a 16-miler? Yeah, that's right. I did 16 miles. And it was freezing. And it was freezing. I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, my Through South Park. Yes. By myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you get to Disney (laughs) and you're freaking out because you're in Disney World. It's my happy place. Yeah. And you're freaking out. How do you like, were you able to go on attractions or anything before you did the marathon? Or were you just like, I'm here to run this marathon. I can't have any fun until after the marathon. What did you do? No, I think because we got in... I, you, because it's all kind of paid for through the through okay. the team and training, mm-hmm. so you get in on like Friday. The race was like Saturday morning. Oh, okay, so you just get there and you go. But you get there was a race like only there was race only admission to Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. to celebrate after after that. Oh, night. that's great. So, but I do remember Andrew Samansky. Yeah, yeah, came to watch me cross the finish line. That's right, because I couldn't be there. So this was in 2010. January 2010. Good. Yes. So, so I was working. Yep. Uh-huh. And I, um, and then Andrew came and met me. And I remember, I think I took an ice bath after. after running. And then we immediately went to the parks. That's fun. Crazy though. Yeah. Like my legs like needed recovery time. And then you just like went. But I, I just want to give a shout out to this too. Like I did the race in a really like like two hours and 45 minutes or something really no three hours and 45 minutes sorry wow do you remember that it was like a sub four hour race wow and i was so proud of myself yeah because i'd never run that before um and i was really like this guy kevin ran the same pace as me so we kind of helped each other through it and kind of ran through it so you know, what's cool about the Disney World Marathon, too, a huge plug for Run Disney. I don't know what they're doing with the races at this point, but they, everything was, like, virtual this last year. But the fun thing with that marathon is it's Florida, so it's really flat because hills. There were a couple of hills today at the Woodlands that almost killed me. Um, the hills are so hard. Uh-huh. Like, when you like today, it was, like, mile nine. Oh, no. So, you're just, like, <laughs> you're so close. Right. And you're, to almost, like, being done. And you're, like, no, I'm no. going uphill. Um, oh, but, God. I hate running in <laughs> general. But then running uphill? <laughs> uh. But Disney World, everything was flat. Right. And you run through the parks. So, they would have characters out. And Aww. you would run through the castles. And you'd run fun. through, like. And so, you know. I was just in heaven. So, so you finish your first marathon, you do a very good time, you feel really good about it. So instantly are you like, I'm going to do my next one. Like what was your yeah, next? Yeah, yeah. I was right? like, oh wow. I mean, cause you just like, I just did that and yeah. I made great time. Yeah. So I was like, I got to do this again. Yeah. Um, I was like, but I don't know if I can do a full cause yeah. the full is so much training yeah. and it hurts. Yeah. You know, your body is just like, um, 
but I did cry. I want to say that when you cross the finish yeah. line, because you 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 don't you do things like even today, like that last mile, mm-hmm. I was like breathing loudly, <laughs> like making sounds to just push myself to get to that la- through that last mile. And if you think about a full marathon, it's, and you haven't really run, I think it's I, I swear I think it's like the last six miles. You get to those last like two or three miles, and it's just like pushing yourself to your limits. So when I crossed that finish line, I remember I cried. Um, so so then you were hooked, and then what, how many other marathons or half marathons did you do after that first marathon in Disney? Um, we did that. So I did that marathon, and then I re- immediately registered for the San Diego Rock and Roll Half Marathon. Oh yes, and um, and you did that with a. a a friend that you Christ, met in Christy. yeah team and training um a lawyer that i never went yeah to, never yeah met. i remember she that. was at our wedding yeah 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 um christy shout out to christy and love her and i miss her um she has like three kids now really <laughs> wow anyway um yeah, she was great we we you know i had dinner with her family she was from san diego San Diego rock and roll half was really cool because they had bands everywhere because it's rock and roll, right? Yeah. So there were bands on every like almost every third mile. Cool. So that that's the nice thing when you're running long distance is to have some sort of distraction like right. that because you you know. Well, like what is it like? What are when you're running like that length of time? Are you just kind of like? What are you saying to yourself? Are you saying things like right, left, go? Like sometimes when I dance, things that are really hard and like. You know, I just say things like breathe, go, 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 breathe, mm-hmm. go, right, left, right. You know, it's not like I actually have time to think. So do you have... Sometimes you my have... brain, what I, I think it's, I, I was thinking really hard today when I was running about the comparison of running a long distance race and being an artist and being like an actor and the, the business because mm-hmm. it is the same stuff, right? You got to push yourself. Yeah. You got, you know, you'll start to compare yourself because people are passing you mm-hmm. and they're going really fast. Mm-hmm. Or they have like, like there are a couple guys today with no shirts on with these like amazing bodies. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, like you start to think about that. You're like, or you start to think, am I hungry? Am I going to have to use the bathroom? Like I'm literally thinking about like, right. I'm checking in with my body a lot. Okay. What's going on with my bladder? What's going on with my bowels? What's, how's my legs <laughs> feeling? And I'm thinking about like all of that, like, okay, cause I want to plan ahead if there's a porta potty, if I need it, or if there's water, cause they have Gatorade and water stations. Right. Do I want a Gatorade? Do I want water? Do I not want anything? You know, you're kind of thinking through like what am I going to need so that I can be as efficient as possible? Right. So what it sounds like, it's like all of your thoughts are based on being really present and checking in. It's not like you're kind of the number one thing that I have to remind myself when I'm running is don't focus on your feet, focus on your arms. Ooh. So I have to focus on the swing in my arms. And when I do that, I fly. Right. But when I start to think about my legs yeah. is when I feel the weight and the pain or the like muscle, like, right. You'll start to feel and notice, oh, my Achilles is really sore or tight or my hamstrings are getting tight or whatever. Right. You'll start to notice those things. But when you think about your arms, it's like just one thing and it just left, right, left, right. It's like right. sobriety. Yeah. Right? It's like yeah. one day at a time. One day at a time. <laughs> just keep going. Yeah. No matter what. Um. So you do the rock and roll half marathon and then and then you did. The oh, and Dis- I registered for the Disneyland half. And you did it. 
in California. And, and we took a whole family trip. And we there. took a whole family trip. And that was the first time I was able to be there when you crossed the finish line, which was really exciting was and really it? fun. Was it exciting? Yeah. I don't remember how you felt about it. Tell oh me, my tell me what it was like <laughs> when you saw me cross the finish line. I was super line. proud of you, you know. I mean, I've never liked running. And especially at that point, there was a period of time after this point where you ran these marathons and half marathons that I would start taking fitness classes where I did actually run. Oh, but right. up until this point, I mean, I never ran. I hated running. Um, I hated it. So for me to watch you do that, I was like super impressed and super proud. Wait, and... we skipped something. Do you remember I, I got, this is kind of how I operate. When I like something, I kind of go all the way. Uh-huh. And so for Christmas, you like bought Is that me... why you married me? Because you liked me, so you went all the way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, maybe it was my birthday. You got me a Garmin watch for running. Yes, totally. So that's like a GPS watch that uh-huh. can track your pacing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was like, like I said, mermaided clothes, I needed a job. And there was a company called City Running Tours. And so I signed up and got my sightseeing license and became a city running tour guide. That's right. Which was like people would come to city and for work and wouldn't have a lot of time to sightsee. So they would get a city running guide and we would get their workout in and I would be their guide. And so, you know, I ran so much. You did. Because I was doing that and I feel like I, I did another running thing and then some girl reached out to me and asked me to tr- to like help her run. She was trying to get in shape for her wedding. Oh, right. Her name was Alice. You did a lot of various running <laughs> gigs. You were a running gigster. And then I think one of the coolest things you did back in that time period was you ran this race called the Ragnar Relay. <gasps> yes. And you ran like 30 miles or something like off and on. And it was over a 24 hour period. Tell us what the Ragnar Relay entails. Oh my gosh. Entails. I it's can't even crazy. remember the distance now because it's far. It's far. But it was a relay race where you get a team of people together. Somebody just reached a out A bunch to of me. lunatics get in a van and people start running. That's what it is. <laughs> But we did an ultra team. So usually with the Ragnar Relay, you have like 12 people and they run this. And for this race, it was like started in like Poughkeepsie and ended in New York City. And Poughkeepsie is like an hour and a half, maybe two hours north, like out of Manhattan. Like, and like it's far. This was hilarious. On a train. It was an ultra marathon marathon team so instead of 12 people there were six of us crazier than the so crazies. we would each take turns doing basically a half marathon right but they they started at one point they never stopped so they were like in this van so all you night get long. out of the van you run 13 miles the van of people then meets you at the end of that mile and then somebody else tags out and you get in that another person starts running and you just do this over and over again until you get to... it took us 24 hours <laughs> crazy and we and they started get this i booked a commercial that day oh, and it right. shot that it was like a bud light commercial that shot that day and then i got like in a on a train and like or a bus or something and 
met them after the commercial. Oh, right. And that's when you started. To finish I remember running. that. <laughs> oh, my God. So, needless to say. It was so fun, though. You've done a lot of fun running adventures. And so, then when was the last time before today was your last, what was your last race? I don't remember uh, my last specific race. It might have been, I mean, I ran some of those New York weekend races. Right. And then I decided I was going to train for the New York City Marathon. Right. I, I was like, okay, this. I'm ready to do another full marathon. And at that time, I was such a running crazy person that I was like signing up for races left and right. I did like a night race with my parents, my dad here and my brothers called the Chupacabra Run. Oh, yeah. And it was like a 5K, but it was on like in the woods. Yes. On a trail. And you had to wear a headlamp. You couldn't see anything. And people there were tree stumps and roots and holes and people were just fall it's falling over themselves left and right mm -hmm. and i remember i rolled my ankle i remember this yeah and um it was so stupid and anyway so that i never recovered from that ankle roll and then i was starting to train for the new york city marathon and i was running it like a 16 miler on the east river and I got to like mile, maybe I was doing like an 18 mile and I got to mile like 14 and I started feeling like somebody was jabbing my heel with, oh, a, with an ice pick. And I limped all the way home and I, I was limping this. for like three days. Yeah. And I went to the doctor and I had um, uh, bone spurs in my heel okay. that were like, it looked like a unicorn was growing out of my heel. Oh, no. And That's not where you want unicorns. No, and plantar fa fasciitis. Yeah, which hurts. Which really, and it was so bad. Super inflamed. Um, so then you decided to... So I was like, there's no way I'm going to train for this. Right. I remember and this. so I had already paid for the registration, which was like $300 to register for that race. Oh, my God. And I just, I, I renewed it and renewed it, I think, for about two or three years. I renewed I it. I remember that. And then I just finally was like, Forget stupid. It. I'm just not renewing this. And so I never ran the New York City. But Marathon. when you say renew it, this is like a husband question. That means that you weren't paying $300 every time. Right. I was just extending. <laughs> okay. Because I, I hope no, no, I no, didn't no. miss that on our statements. No. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, good. Good, good, good. It was a so, one-time fee, and then you great. just could extend yeah, 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 yeah. it. Okay. So what was it about like this time period that just made you decide to try running again? And how did you? Well, the plantar fasciitis was feeling better. Okay. We moved to Texas, you know, now since August. Yeah. And I was like, I was just not been feeling great about like being in shape. Uh -huh. And I thought, you know, I, I need a goal, a physical goal. I need something that like, and probably what I would have chosen was like a yoga challenge, you know, like a <laughs> uh, 30 day yoga challenge or something, which I would really love to do, but I don't love doing yoga at home. I like being in a class yeah. in a studio and I'm not going to do that right now because the pandemic, but I met this coach Talita and shout out to Talita Lutterlo. Um, I'll put a link here for, for she's, amazing and i just said i need a new goal and she she was an olympic runner um short distance, distance but she um so she trained you so she trained me and you signed up for her training group and it was a group right it was a group thing we met three days a week she got me 
um, kind of on a better diet and she got so I've, I've been more plant-based since I started working with her I mean I think instantly you lost like 16 pounds yeah. right mm -hmm. you lost a lot of weight yeah yeah, yeah. and so then I started training and that's how I got in shape for this and it went really well like most of it was pretty smooth sailing you did have some moments of like feet hurting again and yeah like I if I start to think about my legs I started to go oh god, oh god. Oh it god. just gets heavy right it feels like bricks yeah yeah on your feet so there were a couple moments like miles seven again walking up those hills and I would get to the top and usually I remember back at team and training when you get to the top of the hills like when you want to go faster and you want to go kind of slow going up and then like take off when you get to the top but i would get to the top and be like oh, my feet hurt <laughs> right um but it's also i think partly just not being you know i'm at a new age yeah to be in my 40s you're and... only 30 now yeah, right. you're 30 now to be in my 40s it the recovery is a lot the, even in training for the last three months you know i had some you know peroneal tendonitis that I had to work through. The right. plantar fasciitis would start to flare up a little bit. There's something going on in my piriformis. Oh I have to roll, God. you know, rolling out constantly, right. icing constantly. But I did it and I'm super proud of it. And I just think it's important that I have a, I need a physical goal. Otherwise yeah. I'll just like literally sit on the computer, um, which I do for work and, and never like, get out there and do it and it just felt really good to run good it did make me i did feel kind of lonely out there today because i remembered today and i hadn't thought about this just how great it was to have a running team because you would see people on the course or you would run with somebody who was at the same pace yeah. and today i literally there were a couple moments where i was like I didn't have anybody on the sidelines. I'm sorry. I, and I couldn't to be work. there and I felt so terrible. And I didn't have anybody running with me. So I remember I kind of got to the finish line. It felt a little anticlimactic, but I did it for me. You That's know? awesome. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so happy for you and I'm so proud of you because Thanks. it takes a lot of um, perseverance give... and discipline to do things like this. Thank and... you. So I'm just super proud of you. I'm going to give a shout out to our assistant, Laura Cable. Yeah. Who, by the way, our friend Laura Cable has been helping us with this podcast for months now. And she's an amazing runner. Is she? Oh, my gosh. Wow. She runs like every day. I mean, her body is sick, day. so that doesn't. Yeah. yeah. She runs like every day. She's a beast. So I want to give a shout out to my running friend, Laura Cable, back in New York who um, you all should follow because I'll, not only because she's like a little angel on this earth, but she's super talented and super funny. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you, Laura, for helping us with this. I, I want you to know I was thinking about you while I was on that course. Aww. Well, so you finished the half marathon today. You got your medal. Are you signing up for another one anytime <laughs> soon? I don't know. That sounds like a no to me. I don't know that I need to. I It felt great. I honestly think my next, I, again, I think I want to find a yoga challenge. I'm okay. serious. I need to get I some bet more there's a studio that's open that you could go to that probably feels sort of safe. Yeah, I bet there is. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there I'd is. I'd like to do like a 30 or 60 or 90 day like yoga challenge. Because I feel like my body will, my body responds to yoga really yeah, well. Stretching. But I'll get really flexible. Breathing, stretching. I like it when you're flexible. I, oh. ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, 
I just want to say I'm super proud of you and I Thank love you, you and I think it's awesome. And, you know, if running is something that interests you, I mean, it really doesn't interest me, but if it's something that interests you or you want oh, to yeah, like, shoot set me a, a goal, DM. shoot Brett a DM or like, you know, find a way that you can start training because it's a great way to get in shape and lose weight and feel really good about life. Yeah, shoot me a DM because I can recommend some resources that I found helpful. Um, you know, and just remember, like I saw people walking, you know, running a half marathon, just completing it is, is a great goal. It doesn't have to be like beat your own personal record or, you know, it can just be the act of doing it. Nice. Yeah. All right. All right. Now we're going to move on to a segment we call Spotlight Spotlight on on Love. Oh yeah. Okay. So today is from an anonymous person. The question is, I've been ghosted twice during the pandemic and it's traumatized me. I met a guy on an app and he called me daily. We even FaceTimed. When I was home with COVID, he would keep me company and talk to me about our house and family and where we would live. Then one day, just never answered the phone. I thought he was dead. Then after three days, he called and said, hey, it's not going to work. That was it. Two weeks later, another guy did the same thing. How do I keep hope for finding someone who's trustworthy? Should I stop using apps to date people? Hmm. Huh. Well, that that is crazy. And that is like super ghosty and flirty. I've actually heard other people talking about this happening to them. Lisa? Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like... I totally think part of it is this people are trying to get away with shit because of COVID, like because of what's happening in the pandemic, they feel like, well, I can do this and chat and, you know, married men trying to escape their reality and, um, but then not actually following through or whatever. But the thing that, that I feel like just reading this kind of stumps me is, or, or would have been a red flag to me is that you just met this person on an app and he's calling you daily. Right. Like that to me is a red flag. Like you you don't, that's fast. Yeah. And I, I don't know how many weeks you guys were like having these phone calls, but you want to start off a little bit slower. So my, my thing is not. But when you met me, you were like texting and wanting to call me all the time. We didn't talk ever. I know. Day. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm... And we weren't planning our future i know yes no i'm totally joking we would see each other like maybe once a week i know i'm i'm joking okay i know i know but i'm saying the the point is i don't think the apps are the problem i think you need to set really clear boundaries of what you're willing to do early on like don't get to the everyday place until like three months yeah so i guess like my version of brett's answer is like stay guarded put your guard up right (laughs) like it's I would just say, like, don't you be, should be so trustworthy so once quickly. A week to yeah. start. Mm-hmm. You should be dating like once a week for the first three months, and then explore. Because if they're doing it daily, there's there's going to be burnout. It's like doing anything. If you if you start, you know, you want to start slow and steady and. Um, the burnout is not necessarily these burnt out on you. It's that there's just burnout. Um, because the excitement and the adrenaline of starting a new relationship 
and then what happens is at some point when you start dating somebody you know at some point you're going to see the human you're not going to see the fantasy the thing right. that you see you're going to start you know everybody farts everybody like that's not true right you know once you once you're in bed with somebody and they fart and you can't forgive it and you can't you're right what that, that's that to me is like the true sign of whether or not you can tolerate somebody <laughs> right well I mean, so how do I keep hope for finding someone who's trustworthy? Well, I think you just have to keep hope, right? Because trustworthy people are out there and everyone has someone out there that's meant for them. And, you know, you just got to keep going and like just keep trusting. Maybe not don't trust people, but trust in the fact that there is someone out there for you and it might not be the next person that you meet, but there is somebody that is going to um, be trustworthy. So just keep trusting that that's going to happen. Um, and should I stop using apps to date people? I mean, my answer to that is a quick, I don't think you should stop using them because currently I think it's still probably a really good way to meet people. I think that you just need to set really clear boundaries on your profile or like your description of what you're looking for so that instantly people know like you're not you don't want like dick pics sent to you or whatever oh, you or know whatever what I mean? right but i honestly think that you 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 cannot put your happiness on the other end of a relationship so knowing that like letting go of this need to uh have someone trustworthy to feel safe in the world yeah. is not is not necessarily going to help you. You need to know that you can be safe with yourself and that you, that, you know, the thing that you want this person to give you, you need to figure out how to give yourself Ooh. so that this person, when they give it to you, it's just the cherry on top. It's not the whole yeah. Sunday. And also maybe like, especially now that the world is slowly, slowly, slowly going to start opening up. I'm sure this whole year is just going to be about you know, restarting everything. I mean, maybe it's like, you know, uh, once a week you check in on the apps, right? And then you start, oh, yeah. you folk, you know, you maybe you just set clear boundaries on how much time you spend on this dating app and what those expectations are, right? So it's not like, but to me, the red flag is if the guy's like, hey, we talked tonight for three hours. Let's talk again tomorrow. Ding, 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 red flag. Red <laughs> run, flag. run, red flag, run, right? run. If it's like we talked for three hours tonight and it was lovely, let's talk again next week. Ugh. And you're not going to want to do that. But that I'm sounds like you, something Brett would say early on. That's in how you preserve <laughs> the mystery and the joy and the fun. You sprinkle it out. You don't just dump it all on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but dumping it is feels really good. Though, yes. Too. No, I mean, like, like. Your love. That's I no, I know what you meant. Any what? Anyway. All right. Anyways, I hope that was helpful. <laughs> um and we want to thank you all for listening to the Broadway Husbands podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and it would really help us out. I mean really help us out. If you would leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Don't forget to check out Broadway Life Apparel and our new designs that are released every month. Broadwaylifeapparel.com dot com and on this podcast we encourage you to love who you love and love what you do
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 